All right, we've got uh, DJ Ligori and Adriana Davila, uh, our first female guest. Adriana, by Yay. the way, very proud to have her. She's a she's an accomplished singer, according to her, anyway. Uh, we'll, <gasps> I we'll did not say that. <laughs> she said she's great. People, she said she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, this is up Acres of Diamonds, episode number four, and today's topic is going to be love. And DJ, kind of walk us through what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today. So the way I was thinking this would go is there's really three forms of love that we thought about. Uh, there was one which is romantic love, simply between two individuals who might want to spend the rest of their lives together. Um, the second form of love is a deeper connection love, maybe between two friends or a player and a coach, maybe a student and a teacher, somebody who basically you would say. My life is better with this person in it. Right. That was really the way that I, I thought about Pe- it. People like you, in the last podcast, you said that, look, there's certain people I would do anything do for. anything for. Then they're not necessarily family or yes. spouse or... Something I thought of was, have you ever... So besides your blood relatives, has anybody ever told you, I love you? Or have you ever told them, I love you? Right. And the only people I can think of really are coaches and my friends. Team, yeah, a lot of teammates, teammates, right? Teammates, friends, I mean, people who, who you have maybe been in high anxiety levels or situations with, mm-hmm. where you've really had to um, come together and really perform well. Right. So you've developed a connection. So that was really the, which now in turn, we call love, if it's mm-hmm. deep enough. Right. And so that was the second one. And then the third one, um, I thought related great to Adriana was self-love, really being proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. Being happy with the good that you have within yourself, maybe some of the things that you have within your life, and not necessarily looking at what others have, which is a big foundational principle to Acres of Diamonds. Gotcha. I'm, I'm very curious of what made you think about Adriana, though, relative to self-love. Like, what was it that, you know, when we when we were talking about the next guest and talking about love, like, what was it about her? I would say I love the uh, I love the attitude that she presents when she enters room like for example when i saw her today she was like oh my god i drove to the wrong place i mean (laughs) it's an immediate it's an immediate positive energy that then other people feed off of i mean Mm -hmm. you have never met her before and guys just talked for 20 minutes about life and it was very easy yeah and so i think when you when you love your yourself when you're happy with who you are in adriana's in adriana's case it feeds off of yourself and other people latch onto that immediately yeah but what was it i mean did you like did you connect with that part of her the first time you met her or was it through a social media post like what what really kind of her social media does involve a lot of self um reflection gotcha self-awareness self-awareness and when you do talk to her she is honest about it she is you know this is what i did today maybe it wasn't perfect maybe it didn't go the way i wanted to but i did it and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with it and so I think that is important for all of us to think about is when we do something we, that we might not necessarily think we're, we're going to do, mm-hmm. it's because we, in that moment, we thought it was the right thing to do. So we're, we're constantly, we're constantly reflecting on ourselves, really. So a- Adriana, yes. um, have you, have you always been a person that was self-aware, always been a person that had this deep sense of uh, making sure you had self-love squared away in your life? Or like, like, how have you come to that, to who you are today in that, in that space? So I've definitely grown into being self-aware. Um, I'd say as a kid, I was super high anxiety. So I was an overthinker. So I would think about every everything I did, how people would perceive me, and um, 
So that caused me a lot of anxiety. But as I've grown older and have self-reflected, I'd say that I, I've become more of an open book. So um, I think being honest and vulnerable and just kind of just keeping it real, um, that's really helped me to grow into who I am and be okay with making mistakes and, um, you know, just taking it day by day. I mean, like, like we said earlier, we're all a work in progress. So I think that's important to remember. And I think that helps with the self-love because if we don't forgive ourselves for the mistakes we've made, we're never going to progress. And if we're not honest with ourselves and others, we're not going to progress. So I think, yeah, just keeping it real, <laughs> honestly. Is there, was there a catalyst in your life that, that caused you to say, okay, the stress, anxiety, the, the um, constant berating of myself or the constant judgment of myself is not helping me. It's not empowering me to be who I think I can be. Was there a point where you just said, all right, this has got to fucking stop and I got to, I got to change direction. Like, and if so, what, you know, what caused that? Yeah. Genuinely, I, I think the first major thing that I can recall changing my perspective is when I went to Guatemala and I did that missionary trip. Um, just seeing how the people there had nothing and they were still so full of love and they accepted you with open arms and they were honest about who they were, where they came from. You know, they, they, they accepted us and welcomed, welcomed us into, you know, the little bit that they had. And uh, that really changed my perspective. It's like, wow, these people can live such happy lives with such little, you know, means. And uh, that really changed my perspective. Like, I want to live my life in a more positive way like that. Um, so I think that's where like the gratitude comes in too. Um, that's really helped me see the day to day more positively. That's interesting to think about if say people don't have a lot, they love themselves more. It's so crazy. But if people have, have a lot materialistic, whether, whatever it may be, they might lack the self love. Right. That's something to think about. I mean, yeah, and I think if uh, I haven't looked up the data in a long time, but um, there have been happiness studies, right, by country, and they have shown that the countries that tend to ha not have a lot tend to be most happy because they're focused on the day-to-day -day task, mm -hmm. the day-to-day, -day, hey, what, and it's community-oriented, right? It's not me-oriented, it's community-oriented. What are we yeah. going to do? How are we going to get the dinner ready? How are we going to go get the water? How are we going to, you know? So Guatemala, I, I thought Guatemala was like one of the happiest countries. I, I'm, I'm not remembering great, but... Yeah. But, I mean, but I'm it, sure it was unreal. Like, like they're smiling how, all the time, right? Yes, it was. It was the most incredible experience I have ever been through in my entire life. I was there for eight days, so I wasn't even there long. But I mean, the relationships that I made with these kids and the people that worked through this organization and like we got to clean the streets with the Guatemalan army and we got to meet, you know, the people there. And I don't know, it was just such a surreal experience and it really, really opened my eyes to what I have. And I came back and I, I was almost mad at other people around me and I, I had to, you know, get out of that. But but it would make me mad how, how much people take advantage of the day to day. Like I would take a shower and I mean, it was a 
like a tiny little stream on me. And I, I got home and I took a hot shower. I'm like, every time I go in the shower now, I'm like, yes, this is amazing. So it's just the little things. Well, it's funny you say that because my, my middle son, Aaron, went mm-hmm. to Venezuela for, oh, cool. for a school trip and they did similar work. Yeah. And he came back and he was pissed. Yeah. He, at himself. Yeah. Right? He was pissed at himself at how internally me focused how mm-hmm. much he's taken for granted and same thing he's like i want to go back i want to go back yeah. as soon as i can for as exactly. long as i can because i can't believe i become this person right mm-hmm. and right. so the new awareness of i mean and think about that you wouldn't i mean you wouldn't have thought to be so to start you were telling us before we got on air you you're grateful for things every morning now right yeah. i mean simple things yeah mm-hmm. Every day. I I mean, I put post-it notes around my whole entire apartment, and <laughs> it really helps me. Like, I look in the mirror, I'm like, today's going to be a good day. Um, so. That's funny you say that, because I, I asked my son, Aaron, again, I asked him one day, I said, uh, how was your day today, Aaron? He goes, great. And I said, what do you mean it was great? You know, how was it great? And he goes, I chose it to be great. Exactly. That's right? Yeah. I chose it to be great. And I was like, oh, thank so God. So there is... Um, a lady who uh, she's a holistic healer in Spencerport. Her name is Fran Carnes, and she is amazing. Um, she's also like a medium, and she does Whoa. therapy and stuff like that. Yeah. It's real. She's awesome. And uh, something that she always says in her group readings is, um, uh, if you say any, if you say that you're any less than amazing today, then you're cutting yourself short. So. If you say, you know, even if you don't feel amazing and you say you're amazing, you're going to end up believing it and your day is going to end up being amazing. So I just, I don't know, that, that really stuck with me. So the little girl I nanny every day before school, I tell her, you know, we're going to be in control of our emotions. Even if you don't feel good, don't let that ruin your day. So that's something that I've taken from her and I'm trying to instill it in this little girl I nanny. So there was, um, there was one person who gave a quote for the ebook in the social media page that said, um, somebody would love to have your ba- bad day. Yeah. Exactly. Somebody I love would that. love to have your bad day. So we wake up and the best example I thought of was like, so say you roll your ankle and like practice, maybe <laughs> do bad on a, on a test. Like that is nothing compared to what a bad day of somebody maybe who in Guatemala. Yeah. Hey, there was no food on the table today. Mm-hmm. Now my health is diminishing. I mean, it's simple things like that where we say, oh, I rolled my ankle, I'm out for two weeks. Darn right. it. Now, now my mindset compared to the Guatemalan mother who might not have food on the table for her family, my mindset is worse than hers. She's going, all right, don't worry, we'll, we'll figure it out maybe the next day or whatever. Right, right. Whereas we're like, oh, my God, this is the worst day of my life. How, how much worse could this get? And it's like that's what we give as a bad day. She would love to say, all right, I rolled my ankle, don't worry, I can still to do whatever I need to do right. to, to put food on the table. So I think we constantly need to have that perspective of never say you have a bad day. A bad day is simply what you're saying, all right, that day was not as good as another one. Right, right, That's right, really right. the way that I think we can sure. look at that. Oh, that's a great observation. I, lo- yeah. I love that. What, Adriana, what was your quote? Did she, did she have a quote? She did have a quote. What, what was your quote? Oh, God. It was, um, it was something like... Hatred doesn't cease with more hatred, but by love alone is healed. That's awesome. Yeah. Whoa. That's awesome. I'm so surprised I remembered that. that I see it was something important enough uh-huh. in her life that when I reached out and said, hey, give me a quote, that's what she came up with, and she Thanks just remembered it. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So Mother Teresa, right, so changed a lot of, lot of lives um, as a poor, a 
poor leader, mm-hmm. right? And they asked her, they said, we would like you to march against war, right? We'd like you to march against hatred. She just said, she said no, mm-hmm. I will not march against hatred. I'll not participate. But if you want to, if you want to organize a march for love and love peace, that. I will, I will march for love and peace. Yeah. There is a difference, right? Yeah. I mean, focusing on hatred is whether you're against it or for it mm-hmm. is focusing on hatred, focusing on love is is so much more powerful and yes. that's and so you're you kind of like mother Teresa. <gasps> thank you i'll take it <laughs> yeah, i'll yeah. take that mother adriana. <laughs> mother adriana yeah that's Basically, yeah. I mean. so i i still i'm curious you i love the guatemala trip yes. and and the impact it's had in your life how did you actually find yourself to go to guatemala um so actually um one of my friends who wasn't really, you know, she's more of acquaintance at that time, uh, somebody I knew of. She posted on social media that she had been the year before, the year before that, and uh, she was looking for a group of people to go with. And me and my boyfriend at the time were really, like, into that kind of thing, and we we would volunteer here and there. And, um, yeah, so we kind of were like, let's do it. We, we made our monthly payments, and we got to talking to, you know, all the people in our group, and it just kind of happened. I don't, there wasn't really much thought into it. We just knew that that was something that we wanted to do and we did it and it was amazing. Is there, is there another one in your future? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I really want to go do like a water project thing in Africa or go back to Guatemala because um, I just love those kids. They were awesome. And there was so much to do within this commune. I mean, so many different opportunities to help um, from they had special needs kids and elderly um, you got to build and they did you know mountain rescues where they go up to the mountain and rescue these families or these moms and their kids that are trapped up there with no you know medical care and it's just crazy there's so much to do out there that's awesome yeah, it was so cool so so cool well i hope oh, you get, I, I hope you, i hope you get back sooner rather than later oh so. yeah i i hope to go next year so, t- so you're also a nanny right now. Yeah. So, ex- describe that situation for yeah. us. It's the best job ever. Yeah. Um, so, I used to work at a daycare actually, and I met this family through the daycare because I was an assistant teacher for their daughter. So, she had just turned two, and now she's five and a half. Um, so, so I've been with them for a while, and uh, yeah, I went away to school after a year and a half of working there, and um, basically, they had Mateo. And when Mateo was seven months, he was diagnosed with stage four spinal cord cancer. Um, And I moved back home from school and they sat me down and they said, hey, you know, you've been taking care of Jolda. Um, We really trust you. We don't trust anybody else. We think you're great. You know, we know that you love our children just as much as us. So they offered me that position and I've been doing it for over a year now. And I'm really, really close with them. Um, And just everything with Mateo has really turned my life around for the better. And it's it's so crazy because I always say 2019 has been the shittiest year of my life with everything with Mateo because I love, I love that family so much. Um, and I've gone through a lot of transition and changes, but I'm the most happiest I've ever been. So I'm taking that negative situation and turning it into something positive and hopefully being a light for that family at this time. I'm really interested in that contrasting yeah. statement. Yeah. 2019 has been the worst year of my life, 
and sure. it's the happiest day of my life. It's, it's kind of like did you we, did that perk up your ears, yes, DJ? Because it reminded me of when we talk about, and this really is kind of it, it's a self love, it's a toughness. This is a a really tough, hard thing to do. You take any bad situation that has happened to you in your life, and then you somehow find a good in it. There's and, a silver lining and in everything. There's a, and it, it's, it might take you a while to find it. Mm-hmm. It might not. And you might. And so I remember we were doing this, and I, I thought of, like, family members maybe passing away or maybe maybe drugs, things like that. What is the good we can find in that? And when Adrian just said, you know, 2019 was the shittiest year of my life, but it was I was also the happiest, it's like, holy cow. Like, that, holy that, is, cow. that is something that nobody really says where it's a complete positive and negative. And I think... That happens to a lot of us, and we we necessarily the negative is so powerful and so relevant that we never even take the time to think: was there any good that came out of this? Mm-hmm. I think that kind of intimidates us a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, why so. why why has it been so awesome? Um, so I, I assume Mateo's just been continues to struggle on a daily basis, yeah. right? So every day yeah, is kind yeah. of a challenge. So what what has made it so awesome for you to, to say those words? Um. Oh, it's just so crazy. Like, I've never felt so much love. <laughs> and which, is, which is what we're talking it's about. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. And and I think about it every day. I'm like, I cannot imagine when I have my own kids because this is like an unconditional kind of love. This child is so sick. And, you know, I don't know what the future holds for him. And I hate to say that, but, but it's a very real thing. And... Um, there's no way in heck I'm leaving him. You know what I mean? Like I, I will go through anything with this family just to spend the time that I have with him. So, um, I I don't really, I don't know. I don't really think about it much. I just do it. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the unconditional love. I lost my thought. Yeah. Well, I'll tell, I always tell this story. So you guys will probably hear it. If you keep listening to acres of diamonds through the years, anytime unconditional love comes up, I tell this story about, you know, the difference between love and unconditional love. Um, a friend of mine asked me about, or I asked about it one day and a friend said, I got, I, I know how to describe it. And I said, how's that? And he said, well, you know, if you're, if your kid runs out in front of a tractor trailer, or someone that you love unconditionally runs out in front of a tractor trailer. You go out and you save that kid. Oh, no, yeah. And if you die, you die. It right. doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's not even a thought in your mind. You're just going to save that kid. You know, with every ounce of energy you have. And then if someone other than that, like your spouse or mm-hmm. your brother or somebody that doesn't hit, you don't necessarily have unconditional love or mm-hmm. you know a friend, you're like. Oh shit! And then you run out. <laughs> you run, you run out. It's just, it's just that it's, it's not that it's not. Yeah, it's a yeah. hesitation. It's not that it's just it's not deep love because it is mm-hmm. right. But unconditional love, like you're fe- like difference. you're describing, is unconditional love, and it's really really interesting to watch you. I mean, you got emotional a little bit there. Oh yeah, you could hear it in your voice, could see it in your oh, eyes, and sure. um, it's pretty awesome. Right, like, that you're you're able to experience that yeah. the way you are, and and to. Give us the contrast that you gave us. It is such a special thing. I mean, I, I say it all the time, and I think I posted about this on, like, a, a, one of my caption captions was, I tell people all the time, it feels like my heart is going to explode out of my chest wow. because I genuinely feel that way. I mean, I could cry because it, it's such a special feeling, and, you know, I, I've, I've always, you know, loved people, but not in this way. It's... 
Well, I had a, I had another so friend, special. a college friend that uh, had had kids late in life, and uh, not way late, but later than most of us. And uh, he calls me and he says, "Hey, Scott, what? Why didn't you tell me it was going to be like this?" And I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he said, "Why didn't you tell me that I was going to feel like this?" I said, "Look." You can't know hot without cold. You can't know unconditional love until you felt unconditional love. Mm-hmm. How do you describe it, right? You don't describe that feeling. And and that's what you feel when you have kids. And it's you're so fortunate to have that with Mateo really because mm-hmm. otherwise you don't get you, you just don't feel that. Like I don't like well, you yeah, you don't know do I, do you don't I have unconditional love for myself. Like I try to get myself out of the tractor trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not just gonna sit there. Yeah, I don't so. know. It's not this it, I tell you, it's not the same. I remember when Marcus was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I never held a kid before Marcus was born. I was like, Man, all babies are ugly, right? All, all babies are ugly. So I was never gonna hold a kid, right? Literally, I'm not kidding you. Marcus was born. I looked at him and I go, "Finally, a beautiful baby, right?" Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then months later, and I, to your point, my, I felt like my heart could explode. Yeah. Like yeah. the chemicals in your body at that moment are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's yeah, like for a mother, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, so here I am looking at this kid. And I'm thinking, "Oh, what? Finally, a beautiful baby." I go back to look at the pictures now. He was just as ugly as every other baby, <laughs> right? I mean, truly. I mean, yeah. he ended up growing up into be a handsome, handsome guy, yeah. but he was an ugly baby, just yeah. like everybody, every other baby, that you is know. So funny. But I didn't think so. But I mean, I was, oh, my yeah. mind was like, "Oh, there we go. There's a good-looking baby." Finally, yes. where's Gerber? We'll get him on Gerber. Gerber? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get him on Gerber commercials, yeah. you know. That's great. So, yeah. and yeah. I think too, it's strong people strong tough people are completely okay with admitting it too yeah because i think when you so like if you you bring up the topic love i think it has a stigma of people who talk about love all the time and you know life's all great and roses and everything people might view them as as weak or, or, or weird kind of like like we said in the beginning yeah soft, soft. right yeah. but i think it takes a, a truly strong person to say hey i love you and, Absolutely. And You've no said way, that to me before. Yeah, like I remember it's, that. It's it's strong because you're basically saying you being in my life is more important than you not being in my life. Yeah. And you have value. If, if nobody else values you today or nobody else says I love you, just know that, that I love you. Yeah. And I think that's important. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, uh, you know, you want to talk about silver linings, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the... You know, Marcus passing away, I had a very similar experience to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the day Marcus passed away, they came to us and said, um, we need you to sign this form. And I'm like, for what? They said, "For we're going to harvest his organs. And I said, well, we need to talk to my wife. I'm not sure we're on board for that. And they said, well, excuse me, sir. He's 20, he was 21 years old when he signed the organ, uh, organ registration form. Where, you know, he, he did it. Yes. I remember thinking, oh, my God, a 21-year-old having the sense to do that. Yeah, and, that's amazing. And that was, one, that was the most proud day of my of my freaking life mm-hmm. um, for Marcus, right, that he did that. And his mother knew. Sue knew. I didn't. She said he came home from renewing his license and said, hey, I'm an organ donor. That's good, right, Mom? And, <laughs> and she's like, that, she said, that's great, right? And then... Uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty awesome. That's and, so cool. And uh, you know the other the other uh, I I really struggle to say silver lining when talking about Marcus's passing because mm-hmm. it's just such a uh, a duality for me, right? Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. I I I'd give my own life right now to have Marcus sitting here with mm-hmm. with you guys doing yeah. the podcast instead of me. There's no mm-hmm. you know in a second mm-hmm. in a second I would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that being said, when um, when we had his services and everybody was milling around and, mm-hmm. and I, I stopped and I looked at all the, the Hilton community that mm-hmm. showed up, my friends, like a ton of friends that were there showing up in love, yeah. and then my college friends showing up there in love, none of us get to see that. Right, we rarely get to see that in our lives. The the people that you've impacted, the people that love you, just because of you, get right? To see how yeah. much you love. Right, and yeah. it, I thought that was a very unique. Like I, I got so grateful that day. Yeah. And it was fucked up, right? I mean, yeah. it fucked with my head for, and it still fucks with my head yeah, because I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there like Jesus Christ. I know our family can see the number of people that love us and yeah. care for us mm-hmm. at the same time in order to get to this point we had to sacrifice one of our own i mean yeah. it's just it yeah. just fucks with your head so yeah. bad and i hate i hate it like but i could see that i have an example too of kind of that that positive and negative when my uncle passed away it was kind of abruptly out of nowhere and ironically i hadn't seen him about four or five years leading up to him passing away. And before he passed away, I had seen him almost every week. And even though he lived in New Jersey, he would come home, I mean, at least two, three times a month, and we'd see him all the time. So then some stuff happened, and I hadn't seen him for maybe four or five years. And ironically enough, the day before he passed away, he actually emailed me. Oh, boy. Wow. He emailed me and said, sorry, I haven't seen you in a while. He told me about a great story. He had um, fishing and actually had a picture of him holding this, this big-ass fish that he just caught that morning. <laughs> and he said, sorry, I hadn't seen or haven't been there for you in a while. Um, I'll be at your game on Saturday, and we can rekindle and, and oh say hi. That's gosh. awesome. And he passed away on Friday. No way. Yes. So Thursday, I got the email. Passed wow. away on Friday. That's so amazing. I was like, holy shit. Like, what are the odds that that happened? And I didn't think about this until I I had that conversation with you about really, I mean, if somebody dies, how do you say, oh, there's a good that comes out of this? How? How is there a good that comes out of this? I just lost someone I loved. And then what I thought of was, I said, well, that four or five years went by. He didn't necessarily reach out to me. What held me back from reaching out to him? Right. And it made me think about, all right, there's people in my life that I might not see a ton that I love that are important to me. Why not reach out to them? I'll tell you what, DJ, that, and that is something we're talking to our boys yeah. about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's too many people waiting for other people to contact them. Yeah. Right? I think we can, with this discussion here, just the three of us can impact people's lives in a much, a very positive way. Yeah. So. Like every yeah. every Friday for a while, I was in the habit of doing what you said. Look mm-hmm. back on my week or my month and, and reflect and send an email or make a phone call to people that I'm grateful to have in my life. Yeah. Right? Somebody has to take the first step to, to show people mm-hmm. we love them. Yeah. Somebody has to. And to your point, Adriana, about vulnerability and mm-hmm. authenticity fuck I, we got to we got to start doing it that's we the, yeah. the, the american narr- the american yeah. narrative has to be about love right mm-hmm. love and unification right now we're divided we're divided on gender we're divided on race we're divided, divided socially and socioeconomically mm-hmm. right we're divided all kinds of ways mm-hmm. i mean maybe adriana maybe you could unite us under love oh i would love to <laughs> mother, yeah mother that's adriana. something yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's something I really, really hate about our generation, yeah. DJ, is um, I just feel like people try so hard to be so cool. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure that that's in every generation. I'm sure there's people like that. And, and not everybody is like that, but I don't know. I just feel like it's so much more special to be loving and, you know, generous and just let people know that you care. I, I feel like that is you're going to form a, a true, more true connections that way. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll go out and I'll see people just standing around, you know, yeah. you know how it is. Uh, yeah. 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 Like they're just standing around acting real cool and it's real clicky, but I, I'm the type of person I'll go up to anybody and I'll talk to them and I, I want to be friends with everybody. I want to actually get to know a person as an individual on a deep level. I, I, I don't like small talk. I don't like surface level stuff. So you, so you ask real deep, meaningful questions. I mean, or try to. I try to. Yeah. I try to get to know people on a deeper mm-hmm. level than, you know, just the. She could be a guy. She could be a guy. She could be a guy. This is how we lead into yeah. talking uh, to girls. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, good to know. Don't worry. Is that how you pick well, up guys? That's how you pick up guys. <laughs> act, act really, really interested and ask great questions. <laughs> She's not going to give away any of her No, stuff. she's not. She's, It'll be an off mic thing. Or maybe, maybe yeah, she yeah, does yeah. the hard to get thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't like to play games. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we want to cover today? We're coming up to about the 30-minute mark, and that's kind of where we like to cut off. But uh, DJ, uh, self-love, Adriana, self-love? Self-love, I think an important thing to take away from this is, and I think I actually got this from one of Adriana's posts, is... You're born the way you are, and people around you will help shape who you are. My dad, uh, I was talking with my dad a couple of weeks ago, and he said, throughout your life you'll meet people that maybe defi- or help you establish your culture, and there's things you'll pick up from me, there's things you'll pick up from Coach Gibbs, Coach Prince, mentors throughout your life, and it's your decision to take that in. Because mm-hmm. you, can, you can say, hey, I like the way that he did that, or I liked that saying, or I liked that quote. I liked his behavior in that situation. I'm going to adopt that a little bit. Or you can say, screw that. I actually don't want that to be a part of me. And so I think that's important because you are the only person that are you. Mm-hmm. DJ Liguori, Scott Gibbs, AJ Villa. There's only one of us. People might say you got doppelgangers over around the world or whatever, but they're not who I am. They're not my genetic makeup. Right. And so I think it's important for us to be proud of that. No matter what. Rock that yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Rock it. I mean, you, you're going to fail thousands of times in your life but you're going to also be successful thousands more times in your life i think it's important for you to buy into who you are and be happy of your last name because you're not going to be able to change it so you might as well find some joy and some happiness in that and and find that self-love within yourself and i'm not trying to be you know pansy wansy about it and, and be all be all soft about it but i'm just trying to say that it's important to be happy with who you are I, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So rock that shit. Is that what I heard yeah, while DJ yeah. was talking about? Yeah, so that's culture. Right. <laughs> that's <a personal> <laughs> yeah that, I, I, I don't know. I just like, I'm so okay with who I am. It's, so, it's something so, I've really grown into. I haven't always been this way. Which is a great point to make. Yeah. Sometimes you might not necessarily be happy with who you are. So and you some have, days, you know, we all so, have yeah, our days. And you have to find who right. you are. You know, look yeah. in the mirror. Maybe really say some, some deep stuff about yourself. Say some, say, write down five failures that really embarrassed you, that you really were in a low spot. Then write down 10 successes, maybe. I'll, t- I'll tell you, do, do yourself a favor and just look in the mirror and say, I love you. 
yeah. to yourself. Yeah. It's it's really hard to do, but it's if you start studying the need to do that, mm-hmm. there is a need to do that. Um, and But it's really, really hard when you start to. Now, Adriana, you do that today? I do that, and I, I feel like it's so silly, but I f- truly believe that looking in the mirror and talking to yourself and speaking like positive things builds charisma and... Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just really like makes you love yourself. I, I go to the mirror, like, even if I'm like, Oh, like I feel so ugly today. You know, I'm a girl. I'll do that. So, um, I'll turn right around. I'll get in the mirror and I said, no, you are beautiful. Like yeah. you have a heart of gold. You know, I just go it's off. That, it's that self-talk. Yeah. But, that, but that's, all, I, I that's awesome. Yeah. A lot. I am a huge self-reflector. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just want to make sure I'm being the best person I can be at all times. And even if, I do make mistakes. I, I know that, like you said earlier, yeah. I'm, I'm trying the best I can in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, self-reflection, huge. That's awesome. And, yeah. and self-talk is huge. Self- and and is. DJ and I, uh, before you got here, talked about self-talk and visualization. That'll be something we go into uh, probably a lot. Yeah, um, we because, talked a little bit about it with Damar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damar uh, Nelson mm-hmm. was... Uh, by the way, Damar, just FYI, somebody said that your podcast was the best so far. Now we got Andy Miller, Nick Prince, and now Adriana that uh, tend, tend to disagree. Yeah, but uh, I did hear somebody say yours was the best. Uh, nice. So congratulations and thank you. Um, yeah, I'm a big self-talk, yeah, self-talk person. Good. I think you have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, feed mm-hmm. the good wolf or feed the bad wolf. Exactly. And um, the good wolf is you got look not everything's going to turn out great all the time but it's going to have a probability of turning out better if you believe in yourself and you you have confidence in yourself and you're talking to yourself in a positive way yeah. i mean it's just mm-hmm. it's just the statistics are there yeah, so true. awesome adriana yeah. it was very very nice to I meet know, you i hope such a pleasure. first this girl first girl first I'm female history Woo. you actually you actually <laughs> swore you actually swore that was a Jeez. big deal yeah, oh. yeah, we don't swear. Yeah, we don't we swear try not to swear, so we probably have to edit that out. Oh. I'll make it explicit. Yeah, when yeah. I, when I write the I'm description. Sorry. <laughs> I got a bit of a potty mouth. I, I think I, I, I think I said the f word about oh, six yeah. times today, it's didn't actually, I? Yeah, it's yeah, a so. ball, yeah. yeah, you should have. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I have one tip. Yes. Uh, so my health teacher in high school, mm-hmm. shout out Mrs. Morenzi, she's awesome. Uh, she always said that if you pretend to smile it will change your mood to a positive, like there we go. a positive mood. So 100, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. I just had to put that out there because yeah. that really helps me. If I'm having a bad morning and I'm like, man, I really don't want to work right now. I just smile. <laughs> I don't need to work. So when and, I coach, and then I feel good. Yeah, yeah. When I coach people about the physiology and how it's all connected, one of the things I say is, look, put the biggest, dumbest, biggest smile on your face it's you can. Stupid, and the other, works. the other one is, Raise your hands above your head in yes. a, a victory sign yeah. and smile. It's impossible to stay in a bad mood when you smile because yeah. what you, your mind and body are connected. As soon as you smile, that's a signal to your mind that things are good. So a lot of people are going to say this is all bullshit. Yeah. I'm here to tell you in five years, you can say, I heard that on Acres of Diamonds. Holy shit, it's true, and, and we can yeah. prove it. Because yeah. they, they are. You yourself from getting some wrinkles. That's, yeah. sure. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So uh, thank you for bringing that up. That's yes. a great a great point. Awesome. I love it. Um, probably a good time to 
kick off here. We're 35 minutes in. All right. Adriana, thank you so much. Thank it you. was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. DJ, we got to figure out a picture. We can't post a football picture of her. Yeah, what are I we going to do? I'll, I'll talk to Adriana. Yeah, I was oh, actually God. thinking about that coming over. I would get one of her singing or something. Yeah, that's no. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's a good idea. I have a couple. Yeah. I'll send them to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. I think what you guys are doing is great. So. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. See ya. Out.